Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Welcome to this week's episode of Married with Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. Sitting next to me on the couch is your other host, my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. How many times have I started the show with the phrase, I'm so fucking old? Probably enough, because I, I'm so old, I don't remember how many times I've done that. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. I'm so tired, man. I can't stay up like I used to. I can't that's what drink happens when like you're almost I used 40. to. I'm not almost 40. I'm closer to 40 than I am 30. That's that that is, is a that true is statement. It's a correct. factual but statement. But over the past week, between Steve... Who is actually almost 40. True. Because he will be 40 in, in September. September. Um, continually lumping in when we're walking around MegaCon, which was an amazing time, by the way. Couple, couple of 40-year-old dads. Like, I'm not fucking 40 years old, man. Don't put that fucking evil on me. Yeah, but no one's going to walk around and say, couple of 36-year-old dads. Yeah. That's, well, no... Come a on. couple of late 30s guys. That sounds just as bad. <laughs> it sounds like people that don't want to say that they're fucking 40. Yep. Uh, it Checks is out. April 6th, 7th? 6th. Yep. I don't remember. 6th. 2023. If you're new here, uh, we're married. We've been married a long time because we're old. And Coming up on 10 years here. It son. is. Ten, our ten year anniversary, ten year anniversary is in uh, three weeks. Well, actually, is that the episode our guest star episode? No, it'll be on the twenty. Oh yeah, we'll be on the twenty eighth. Yeah, is when we're seems appropriate. Yeah, seems appropriate. Our uh, th- the third person in our marriage. Mm-hmm. Not really marriage. It was like really the third person in our relationship. Then when we got married, it kind of right. changed because we moved we to Orlando the, and he moved to Chicago. We were the initial throuple, but n- we were, but nothing, but nothing happened. Yeah, that was like throuples like have something have to happen, right? Yeah, no, 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 no. It was like no, it was like a, a polygamous relationship. Like you and I were in a relationship. I mean, Rich you and, and Rich yeah. were in a relationship, and Rich and I love hated each other. Mm-hmm. It was great. And now, and now, now, Rich and I team up against you, and it's oh yeah, the it's fucking best. miserable. Hate it's it. It's the best ever. Yep, this is the darkest timeline. <laughs> um, so yeah, so not much. So that's great. Not much to report. I, I already mentioned Steve and I went to MegaCon over the past week, uh, weekend, I should say. Had a great time. Bought a lot of things. Which I'm not a, a fan cool of stuff. Yeah. Um, finally got my toy room started. It. Uh, it's like uh, the walls like. 50% done. Yes. Yeah. So uh, it's daunting, but um, we're, we're chipping away. And then, yeah, just work and life is just fucking going, just continuing to move around. The world continues to pass by me as I feel like I'm just standing in one place, and the fact that it's already the second quarter of the year is absolutely nuts. It was WrestleMania this past weekend as well, so that took up a lot, a lot of time. Yeah. Sorry if you it's were Passover. expecting... Sorry if you are expecting Podswoggles. Tough titty. Um, no one out there is... Ex- 
there are two people out there expecting a Podswoggle episode. John from Scotland and Tyler Bear. And I love them both. I do uh, too. Sorry to disappoint you. Um, yeah, it's Passover. It's Easter coming up. Uh, all those holidays I really don't care about. They're either, Thanks. They're either draped in religion or bunnies. <laughs> I, just, you know. I mean, they're both. But I would say Easter is also very draped in religion. But we don't have. That's not the. This is not oh, no, the no, podcast no, no, not the, yeah. for that. No. Um, you are correct. Yeah, both are. Both are heavily. Religious, but uh, we'll be celebrating with my family this weekend, and that's really it. I have no, nothing on the watch. Front no. to report. Mm-mm. I watched a couple of, like random movies. I watched uh You watched Pulp Fiction. About Pulp Fiction, mm-hmm. I watched Jackass Forever again. I watched Ghost today, just because I felt like watching Ghost. Um what else did I watch? Something else I watched yesterday. Oh, I watched Psycho today. That was cool. So like we actually might end up drawing that at the end of the day. It's on the list the can't pick list. Um so I hope it's not that now because I just fucking watched the thing. I'll have to watch it again. Uh Hopefully, on not next week's episode, in an upcoming episode, we should be hopefully going back to the movies for the first time since November, if I'm not mistaken, to go see uh, Super Mario Brothers movie, which is sadly getting like mixed reviews. Oh, that's sad. It's like in the 50s on Rotten Tomatoes. I just have to look up. Um, Let's get my live reaction to how well it did at the box office yesterday. Because it opened yesterday. 31 million on a Wednesday. That's gonna be fucking big. <laughs> so, that sucks. We don't have that yeah, but if it has, league. But if it has 50%, if it has mixed reviews and it's at like 50%, then it's not so bad. Because then whatever money it makes is cut in half for our movie No, league. it's Wednesday. So... Right, but, I, but I'm saying, even if it makes... Uh, well, but the audience, hundred million dollars. The audience score will be high. The audience score will be in the eighties, probably. Okay, so yeah. but it, we'll see. Yeah, and also it, it, forget this is a conversation for fair. <laughs> no one cares about our fantasy movie league. Everyone cares. It's, well, because Rich is going to listen to this, and Rich is going to be like, <laughs> that's his fucking movie. So we'll move on. Uh, we are finally. Everyone can see from the episode title. We finally fucking did it. We finally, finally, man, took the two hours and forty five minutes to sit down. That's all watch it was? The Curious Case Woo! of Benjamin Button. And next week, we will finally get around to doing Born on the Fourth of July. We are, gonna, we are going to unclog the backlog. Um, Say that three times fast. Unclog the backlog, 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 unclog the backlog. Fuck you! I said only three. I don't know why you did it so many times. Because I was showing off. I'm asleep. <laughs> it is time to discuss the Curious Case of Benjamin Mutton from our can't pick list. I'm glad you're not reading. I'm not glad you're not reading. You just mumbled over those words. Like, I did, did uh, One of the reoccurring gimmicks in the show is Samantha that I nominate movies uh, for one another to pick to watch. The movies that don't get picked go on a list that we can't watch until we draw them out of the box. But that list got pretty big, so now we are randomly drawing those movies as well. Just making things as convoluted as possible. So Curious Case of Benjamin Button is the one that we are doing today. Uh, when? Oh, I already took that off this list, I think. That's how long it has been that I already took it off of this list. <laughs> I don't even remember when I rewrote this list. But it's been quite some time, so let's do the damn thing now. Samantha, I'll hand you the box. Please read it. I've got you. 
Alrighty, we've got. And it's a criterion, by the way. It is a criterion. One of those sneaky, yeah. sneaky criterions. Yes. So, <clears throat> curious, the curious case of Benjamin Button. Do I have to read this? Oh yeah. The Criterion Collection, a continuing series of important classic and contemporary films, presents the curious case of Benjamin Button. I was born under unusual circumstances. Thus begins the curious case of Benjamin Button. The writing's rather small. And there's a glare, too, so yeah. I'm trying to make sure. The, the Academy Award-winning film starring Brad Pitt as a man who was born in his 80s and ages backward, and Kate Blanchett as the woman he is destined to love forever. The curious case of Benjamin Button is a monumental journey, as unusual as it is epic that follows Benjamin's remarkable adventure of romance and redemption from the end of World War I through the 21st century. Directed by David Fincher, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button is a powerful testament to life and death, love and loss. You say button very pronounced. Button. 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 Daddy, button. <laughs> so. Yeah, hey, fuck you. <laughs> good job. What is the score? I feel like we've been pretty good. I know I'm still up by like three or four, but... No, not that much. Eh, I think I'm up by a lot. No, you're not. You're yeah. up by... Three. Yeah, that's it. Did I not say three or four? And how many, yeah. how many is that? It's like four to one? Yeah, four okay. to one. And we're playing what, 20, 25? 25. 25, yeah. Sure. So... I remember seeing this in theaters early... Um, we got a preview of this at our movie theater. I want to say a month or two before it came out. This came out around Christmas time. And I feel like we got it. I don't think I... I'd have to look at my, my movie watch poop report. I know we saw... I went back and saw this with you. But the first time I saw it, I just went with a group of friends from work. I went with Big Steve. I went with, uh, I went with Mike. I went with maybe somebody else. And... The experience was ruined because, for the first, like, 20, 30 minutes, because there was other people we worked with who we worked with fucking high school kids who were, like, sitting behind us and were either drunk or high or something and were fucking giggling and laughing at the first 15, 20 minutes of the movie. Of course. And to the point where, finally, Steve turned around and be like, do you guys want me to go fucking tell Kurt? And then they shut the fuck up. Um, But then, seeing it later, when I first... The first two times I saw this in theater, I was like, this is like one of the best movies I've ever seen. Like, I was blown away by this movie at first. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was before really having an appreciation for Fincher. I obviously had seen Seven at this point, um, and Zodiac, and Fight Club, but didn't really have him on like this pedestal, you know? Just recognize it as one of his movies... Oscar season, Eric Roth being the writer of Forrest Gump, you know, it having this Brad Pitt and Kate Blanchett, two of the greatest, you know, actors of actors, their time. Yep. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So yeah, so at the time it just fucking it just fucking hit. Absolutely. And now I, I still think it's a very good bordering on great movie, but I don't think it's aged that well. I ironically enough. Agree with that. Yeah. What what you, what were your initial initial Memories and thoughts of it. No, I agree. I thought it was really beautiful the first time I saw it, just from a from a effects perspective. Um, God, you brought that up. We're gonna get into that. You, you know, like 
that initial viewing, right? Mm -hmm. Especially when it was and nothing had really been done like that. And, you know, when that came out, that I can remember at least, I'm not saying since then, but like at that point, like it was like, you know, groundbreaking in that aspect. And it was, it just felt so big when it first came out. Like Mm -hmm. it just felt really big from, and maybe it is like all the names that you, you mentioned being attached to it. And the fact that it's like a, uh, based on a Fitzgerald's short story and they've been trying, they've been trying to do it forever. Everyone and their mother was attached to it. Right. Like, so, so it just felt really big. So, so that was kind of like it, that was the impression I had. Like it was just like a larger than life movie at the time of seeing it in the theater. Right. You saw it in the theater. Yeah, I saw it yeah. at least twice. Yeah, I think I, I yeah. think we saw it in the theater. Together. Yeah, we, we saw yeah. it. I know I know we saw it together. And I know I yeah. saw it. Like I said, the other time. in like right. October or November, because I'm pretty sure this came out Christmas weekend. Yeah. So so, so yeah. So just yeah. that being said, I agree wholeheartedly that I don't think it holds up. I my it still viewing holds up, but my viewing because I, I remember thinking that this was one of the. Best movie that I had seen mm-hmm. when it came out. I'd be interested to see your list. Oh, uh, yeah. You know what I mean? You I know had what I'm a, talking about? I, you, so what I was referring to earlier, and I, I think we had a Patreon exclusive for it once before, was I used to rank my movies that I saw in theaters, and I would also write who I saw the movies with, and I would always like run stats on who I saw the best movies with. And I was always so, at the bottom of the list. Well, because I saw your, your average, and you and Rich both, like, you're the two I saw the most movies with, so you naturally had the worst of it all. No, my parents were always at the bottom yeah, of the list. Yeah, that's true. Because I was that's always true. seeing the... In between them. I was, yeah, it was already always bad sitting between them. Before Christmas's movie. Yep, and watching just bad rom-coms and, and whatnot. Mm. Um, but yeah, this was definitely in the top three or four of that year. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um... Yeah. What? So, what is it about the movie? Because I, I have, I have a, I have a few, uh, several things as to why I don't think it does. What would you pinpoint as? I don't know, but I thought it was one of the best movies of the year when I first saw it. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many times I've seen it since. I don't think I've ever seen it since then. I Maybe think once. I think I've seen it once. Maybe or twice. once. It's not a movie that's on a lot. It's on on a lot, and and I have not seen it in at least. Oh, probably at least 10 years. Right. Like yeah. at least yeah, easy. 10 years, something like that. Yep. I do not have the same viewpoint of this movie. Right. So what, I don't, so, so what is it? I, do, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's some of the acting. I don't know if it's the story, if it's the characters. I'm not going to say that it's like the theme of a man aging backwards because that's not a common thing that you see. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's not like that in terms of the story, but I, I don't know. I just feel like it tells a story about like what the box said, life and death and love and loss. Mm-hmm. And it takes two hours and 45 minutes to do it. it feels and long. it feels like it's a lot longer. I don't think it does it as well as some other movies that are more succinct that are more modern. Yep. Um, I just was really disappointed in it, and I don't Same. know, I don't know why. So I so I have a I have a few I have a few things I'll throw at you, and we'll kind of 
see if we can narrow it down into a, one or two big ones. So I think the biggest one, if I had to, you know, uh, theorize, is it doesn't th- feel authentic a lot. And what what I mean by that is this feels like a package and produced Oscar bait movie. This is that's what it was. It, well, absolutely, that, that, that's that, what I it mean, is. Yeah, that's but you what can it, but you can do that and still give me an example. Traverse it. Uh, an example of an Oscar bait movie that's that's good. That, that doesn't feel like it. That doesn't feel like it's an Oscar bait movie. Hmm. I'm I'm blanking now, but yeah. uh, Saving Private Ryan. You know what I mean? Like I've obviously, I've never seen it. I don't know. Bad example for you because I don't want to have to tell that story. Uh, oh, you can tell it. No, no. Oh, we're gonna get there. I'm sure. I think that's also on the list. I'm just gonna name okay. as many movies as possible. <laughs> see if, I, if I hit one of them, that's on this list. Um, but you know what I mean? Like it. This does not feel like a David Fincher movie at all. It looks like it because you know it's draped in darkness and shadows and and whatnot. But it's it. It doesn't check the Fincher box. And I think at this point, Fincher might be our most watched director on this podcast because you figure we've done this, Seven, Gone Girl, Social Network. Dang. Um, I want to say there's another one there. We haven't done The Game. We haven't done Fight Club. We haven't done Panic Room. We haven't done Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure what the other one would be. But, um, yeah, so it doesn't feel Fincher. It... When it immediately came out, the Forrest Gump stuff, I hadn't seen Forrest Gump. When, uh, I saw this before I saw Forrest Gump. Oh, wow. So, so seeing this now, after now we've done Forrest Gump for the podcast, I definitely get it and see it. It very much has this... You're not even going to turn off your phone? Shut the fuck up. It's You're not even going to turn off your fucking phone? Second podcast in a row. You heard it going <laughs> off and you just let it keep... I normally always have my phone on silent, but I worked from home today and I had to make sure my phone was on for my boss to call me. So, Chris, you've worked from home... Shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, so it so it it just has this layer of like cheese to it. You know what I mean? I, I do I do think that the the meaning and the intention behind it of the story is authentic. Um, particularly like the end of the movie kind of hits me pretty well. Like you know him dying because reversing backwards or aging backwards and being a baby and you know her passing and then the highlights of all the people he met in his life and the clock like i i it's a very very loose allegory and the setup to it throughout the movie is pretty meh to me but it still kind of it still kind of sticks the landing a little bit to me but everything to get there it just feels like okay well we're we're doing this because we want to just Fucking raking awards. Yeah, I, I I agree with that. I do, but I also agree with there being like some um, points that are made in the movie that I really appreciate, um, and I like you know them bringing it up. Um, one of them is like it's funny, like the one that is like it's uh, the people we remember the least make the biggest impressions on us. Yep, mm-hmm. talking about you know some of the people that were in the. In the home and everything, um, and and I guess I found it to be particularly morbid, and I know that it's trying sure. to say that that's life. Like yeah. you're surrounded by death, ultimately, mm-hmm. right? Um, and like you know, your life is only worth living. 
because there is an end to it, right? Like, you know, I appreciate that, but I felt like it was just overly morbid. Like, it hammered in. People were gone. All the old people died. Then these people died. Everybody well, then you also like oh you're you you get you get to watch everyone around you die yep. like that's terrible. Well, then you also have you know your narrator throughout the movie is essentially or not your narrator because Brad Pitt's narrating through the diary, but your like the, you have Kate Blanchett on her deathbed yeah, in but, the middle but, of Hurricane Katrina like yeah yeah and then the just, daughter who's the MacGuffin of the film just trying to get the plot moving along. What? Did you think I wouldn't bring back that? No. You trying to take my swerves away from me? I gotta bring something uh-huh. Um it, It's morbid, but the thing is also, it's oddly, just like a lot of David Fincher movies, quietly very funny as well. Like, you have the recurring bit with the guy in the the, the lightning strike. I mean, the, the, the thing that we still quote to this day is seven. Seven. That look a lot older. It's very funny. Um, another thing that I think hasn't helped, and you touched on it briefly, and it was groundbreaking at the time, but I don't think the visual effects have aged well at all. Not at all. Uh, it, it looks kind of funny and funky in parts. Mm-hmm. Like, um, particularly young Brad Pitt, like, he looks like Uncanny Valley personified, and it's just, it's just weird and jarring, and I don't... I'm not for it. Yeah. So that that doesn't help. I mean, the, the effects had already started to be on the decline. Um, it waxes philosophy and, like, those extra characters a little bit too much. And to your point, that's kind of the point of the story is, you know, you have all these little characters throughout your life that make these little impressions and you remember, you know, whatnot. But it it, it just got a little too much because it's, a, it's almost a three-hour movie. It's You didn't need that much of it. Like... The Tilda Swinton section is so that's fucking what, long. And that's what I wrote it's to like him. It's like 40 minutes of the movie. It, it's so long. And I think it's wholly unnecessary. Yeah. I think it is completely unnecessary. Like, I get you're trying to tell, like, this epic love story that, like, even if they're not together, like, they still end up finding their way back to each other. And, like, you can love other people. And and if, it, but if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. Like, I get it. But you don't have to show it. No. Like, especially, like, he already went to the brothel. Like, you didn't need to have, then, this whole affair and everything. Mm -hmm. It did nothing to add anything to the character of Benjamin Button, to the plot, to anything. It was wholly unnecessary. It's... I I love Tilda Swinton. I mean, it's well acted. It it could have easily been eliminated and not changed anything. Anything. No, yeah, that's and that's the easiest edit I've ever seen of just you plunk that out or you cut it to like a five minute tryst and you're fine. Because right. at that point, like you're an hour into the movie, and the other thing, it dwells on so many things, but then it skirts past so many others. And I don't know if it's purposeful or not. Like Queenie's death and Tizzy's death, and and the fact of the matter that. You don't get a lot of time with Kate Blanchett and Brad Pitt together. Like, those are things we should have seen more of. Right. Or those are things that would have been more impactful if we were able to experience them a little bit more. But instead, we have things like we just talked about, or him going with OT, or him, 
you know, I love the Captain Mike character. It's a great breath of fresh air in the movie because it's fucking, it's fucking Jared Harris. But that stuff's also too long. It's just, it's uneven and unbalanced in the way that it tells things. So that's one. And so it was at this point that I was thinking, like, am I just old and jilted at this point? Like, when we first saw this, it would have been 15 years ago. So we would have been <laughs> 21, 22 years <laughs> old. And... <laughs> Oh my god, that's so depressing. But am I wrong to think that? Chris, we saw this almost half our life ago. No. Yeah. It's it's too saccharine to me now. And I think maybe because when we were younger, we still had like hope. <laughs> Does that make yeah. sense? Well, the fact that we've been together for 15 16 years? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like that's bullshit. This is bullshit. Like the like the the battle scene and the hummingbird and like some of those things it's just like it's too, it's too like I get it's it it's too on I the get nose it, but it's too on the nose it's especially too on never the nose. seen a hummingbird that far out to sea and never have again like yeah because it's I don't think that's like, like yeah like hummingbirds don't go out yeah. to sea a hummingbirds even real no. like I mean it. yeah it like overdid it a lot yeah and it didn't need to overdo it. At all. Um, and then the will they, won't they, once we kind of get into it, it, then it gets exhausting somehow. Cause because she's thirsty as fuck all of a sudden, and he's she, like, nah. Then he goes to see her, and she's like, nah. And it's just, good gore. I could just watch they can't Friends. On, right, they can't be on the same page. This is exactly it. It's like, and yeah, I you said it. You, you hit it on the on the head there. Like, they couldn't get on the same page, and I guess it was trying to say, like, it didn't matter. Like, they eventually were on the same page, but at that point, they were, what, well into their 40s? Uh, she was, she No, was, no, she's under 40s, no. Yeah, she was 43 when she got pregnant. Hmm. Still seemed younger to me. No, that... But, I mean, it would, it would have to be. I mean, if World War One. And they're listening was, to, like, the Beatles. Yeah, you're right. She was 23 yeah. when he goes to see her dance. She was 23 then. Mm-hmm. And then Queenie died. She was 43. Okay. He was 49. Gotcha. Like, so, yeah, it's like, I get, it's like this epic love story, like, they're from when they were kids, right? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's like, I don't know. I've seen that same kind of story done better. And yeah. I and I don't I find that even if I had been enamored with the character of Daisy before, mm-hmm. Kate Blanchett's character, I find her to be wholly self-absorbed. She is super selfish. I guess appropriately acts like a 23-year-old who doesn't know what they want. Um but I think that even throughout the entire life, just a terrible person. And I didn't enjoy watching it. Yeah. I just didn't enjoy watching so, this terrible person then get a happy ending of some well, kind. Well, I don't think she, I don't think she gets a happy ending. I, 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 I disagree with that concept. I mean, she's had to live her whole life essentially hiding, you know, these secrets and then revealing to her daughter on her deathbed that she didn't know her father because 
he aged backwards. Like, you That's know. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, yeah. When tell me like, that sentence again. When you say it like that, yeah, I, I get mean, it. Tell me that sentence again. But... And it gets really serious with the baby stuff. And it gets, you know, I think that stuff's good, particularly because it's basically from, will you sleep with me? Absolutely. And that's very funny. That's really funny. Like from that and then like their little dream, like that's the dream, right? It's just like the duplex and not having furniture and just doing their thing. Like I fucking want to do that. You know what I mean? That'd be amazing. Dude, we had the chance to do that, man. We did. It was was called when we were 21 or 22. Because we didn't have any fucking money. Um, Yeah. But that stuff is really good. And then it gets serious because she's having a baby and he's, you know, trying to make sense of how they can do this with what he has. And in the present time is when her daughter's reading this and she finds out that that's her dad. Like, that's fucked up. Like... The weight of it is very, very heavy, and it works, but you're two hours and 15 minutes into this movie, mm-hmm. and you've and to your point, you've just kind of drastically changed this character's M.O., you right. know what I mean? And also, the, like, the way that it's shot and the way that the score is done also makes it seem a little bit, you know eerie or devious like some of the a lot of that stuff didn't match up to me like the fincher tint of it all yeah combined with i don't remember i I don't think this was trent reznor yet but you know whoever was doing fincher's music for this it just didn't match up to the story a lot of times um but from that point on besides terrifying uncanny brad pitt i think the end of the movie is very very good if not Totally sad as fuck. (laughs) It is just a depressing ass last 20 minutes of the movie of just him out on his own and being lost and having child dementia. It's just fucking rough. But like I said, the ending itself, like the actual final montage of all the people and the clock, you know, with the, the rising water gets me because time is valuable. Time is important. Whichever way it's going... Whichever way you look at it, like we were talking about today. We were. It's... We were just talking about it today. And it 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 stinks that there's 24 hours in a day and I have to spend the majority of it working. Or sleeping. Or sleeping. Yeah. I remember I had a, 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 a drug-induced conversation back in college with uh, a couple friends in Jacksonville. And uh, I forget who it was pointed it up, but... We had a pretty long conversation about what if you could cut out sleep? Like, what if we didn't have to sleep? Like, how different the world and life would be, right? Like, that's, you're getting eight hours on average, right? For most people, for us, like six or seven. <laughs> if we're lucky. If we're lucky, back. Like, like how amazing that would be. This house would be beautiful. Oh, I'd be a best-selling author. <laughs> <laughs> Your room would be done. Oh, my God. I yeah. We would watch all the shows we want to watch. Yeah, I we do. would put two of these out a week. Yeah, and now as soon as I'm thinking about this, it'd be great. But then also Jillian would be awake twenty four hours a day too. That's okay. She would watch the movies with us. Yeah, she's chill. So I feel like we've said a lot about stuff that we have not liked about the movie. I still like this movie. Can you still say at the end of it that you liked this movie? I don't know. Really? Wow. I think I do. I think I do like it. So there's still... so. I just, 
there's a few scenes, so like I said. Disappointed in it. I just feel like I liked it so much more when I was 15 years younger. Yeah. And I think maybe my mother does not like this movie. Go figure. Okay. So. What is her reasoning behind it? I don't really know because we, like I told her we were watching movies. She probably just doesn't like the creepy looking baby, that's all. Yeah, I don't think no she's your big, mom. I don't think she's also a big fan of Brad Pitt hmm. either. Um, well, we've talked about it, and we're going to get into performances here soon, but, you know, his, his strong suit, he is a character supporting actor in a leading man body. You know what I mean? I still think his leading man films are still very, very good, but they have to kind of be a certain, he still have to kind of be like this every man, or he has to be this like superstar, this action guy. When he's playing this, like a very categorical, well, it's also like sweeping, a epic and it's style a character, role. it's just not, yeah, it's a very humble role. Um, it, it, it doesn't necessarily I probably gel with a lot of people. I still think it's great in the movie. Um, but yeah, I don't think my mom's a fan of this movie. Okay. I mean, it's, which, which I mean I we're finding we're not really either. So it's, Yeah, it's right, exactly. But so, there's still stuff that I like. I, I, I really like the the daily car accident scene. Oh, the the life being what it is, a series of intersecting lives and incidents out of yep. anyone's control, and they go through all that. Yep, how he breaks down how yeah. each person if some, had something changed. Or which... I'm going to ruin that right now. There's no way that he knew that all those things happened. Uh, <laughs> there's no way you could trace back all those things. He's omnipresent. Um, but that, I, I really, really like that. Um, I, I like, I most of him as a kid I'm into because also I think Mahershali and Taraji P. Henshin are both great in this they movie. They are great in this um, movie. And I wish there was more of both of them. You, you get more Taraji P. She got nominated for an Academy Award for this movie. Um, but that stuff's really, really good. Um, and most of the most of these characters that we that we meet, they all do a bang up job. It is a very well acted movie. Sans a couple, a couple things. Um, yeah, is there any any scenes that I didn't point out that you kind of were a fan of or enjoyed? Um, I I agree with the things that you said. Um, I also liked the, um, what, I just lost my... I can tell. Notes. Oh, I like when, um, when his dad finds him mm. for the first time and, like, they go and they get drunk drunk. That one's fine. Yeah. The dad stuff's a big skip for me, it, too. It, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's like... The dad stuff is a big I know what I they try, like... So I liken the dad's... I just liked him getting drunk. I thought that was pretty funny. But (laughs) the dad... All of the dad stuff and the Elizabeth Abbott stuff, I find... Like, I get why they were put in, right? It's about regret and being able to, you know, have a do-over, right? Like, it's very similar stories. Like, the dad horrified that his wife died in childbirth and this ugly-ass baby was there, went and tried to drown it. And instead left it on a doorstep, right? And abandoned it. And then had those regrets. Didn't have any family after that. So made a connection. Left everything to his son, right? Like, mm-hmm. y- you know, regret. Did he regret buttons. it? Buttons, buttons. But like, did he regret it? 
Or, you know, was he just lonely? And then, you know, you have the Elizabeth Abbott stuff where she is like this diplomat's wife and traveled yeah. and, and everything. And like she was the first woman to attempt to swim the English Channel. She never did it. And then they have that, that cutaway so many years later where she's the oldest woman to, to swim the English Channel. Yeah. You know, and it's like kind of like, you know, don't ever give up on your dreams. Like you're never too old to achieve your stuff. Like I get it. I didn't need it in the movie. Like, I get the message, but I feel like it was unnecessary because this movie had now, like, seven different messages, and it only really needed one. Mm -hmm. And then you're you're always cutting back to the present day. Mm -hmm. The the Katrina stuff kind of boggles my mind. I, I don't know why we had to put it in that world. It, it, I don't get the connection or what he's trying to say, like, of this catastrophe that was very easily manageable to... What's, what, how am I trying to phrase it? A catastrophe that should have been better handled. Should have been better handled. Better. I can't fucking talk anymore. A catastrophe that should have... George Bush does not care about black people. <laughs> Remember that! Remember when Kanye West... Can we not talk about Kanye West? <laughs> I'm going to try to do that every... <laughs> I appreciate it. Passover, Kanye. Appreciate you. Give me my damn matzah. Um, you know, but do you get what I'm saying? Like no, Katrina, I no. have no idea what you're saying. <laughs> Katrina was horrific, but it shouldn't have been that horrific. It was botched from all angles, right? For the preparation of what happened. Okay. So, I, I thought, five minutes ago, when I started talking about this, <laughs> I had a connection to the story of Benjamin Button, and I've lost it. So maybe there ever wasn't one. Um, but it's just kind of odd to me, right? Because this came out in 2008. Katrina was, 2000, so it was three or four years. I, I don't see why that had to be right. a jump why or was a that? Thing. Why was that a thing? Couldn't it have just been the mom... In the hospital dying? Like, why yeah. did it have to... Why, why did there have, have to be, to be like, that. all this... Was it, like, a framing device for why, like, the nurses had to keep, like, leaving the room? So, like, they had... I don't feel like it's that. It's just it's so fucking weird to me. Um, if, I'm, if I'm missing something and you know and you're listening, please, please let me let know. Please let us know, yeah. Because it, it's, it kind of boggles my mind. Um, all right, I think we should get into performances because I'm, I'm traipsing around some things. Um... By not talking about them. So, where do you want to start? I think we can start with MVP, because I think it's pretty easy. Mm-hmm. I think it's Brad Pitt. Yeah. It's, I think he, he, he does a lot in it. There's so many people. There's so much to do. Yeah. I don't know who else can do this and not have it be pretty laughable. Like, for all the Forrest Gump comparisons, Tom Hanks owns that character. And I on a, a, a certain level... Brad Pitt does exactly the same thing by making him, like you said, this humble, earnest, honest person who's, you know, been inflicted with this and afflicted, I should say, and comes out of it as, as well as he can to a certain extent. So I think I think it's him. The other two I had written down were Taraji P. Henson, who is so goddamn charismatic and funny and sweet and heartfelt in this. I agree. She's fantastic. If she's maybe in it, like, one or two more scenes, like, if she had the big, like, Sally Field death scene, 
instead of just he's back, she's dead, she's in a casket, yeah. then I, 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 you could get me to push yeah, it. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Same thing with Jared Harris. Jared Harris has like two or three really killer like speeches and spiels. And yeah, about being like an artist, an artist, and, and yeah. you know, and going to fight the war and everything. I thought that those were great, but they're it's not enough. If if it wasn't for Brad Pitt, I would argue this ends up being a bad movie, but because of Brad Pitt, I think it's fine. Now, I'm not saying Kate Blanchett is the LVP of the movie. I'm saying Kate Blanchett's the LVP I, of the I, movie. She cannot be the LVP of Why? the movie because it's a it's the character, it's not the performance. For half of it, thinking back to what I said earlier about watching this movie and having like dickhead kids laughing behind me, mm-hmm. watching it today, or watching it earlier in the week for the podcast, I totally get it because she is putting it on really fucking heavy as that old lady. It is, it, it is, it's, it's got, it's distracting. It's, it's honestly, it, it is really off putting to watch. It really is. It is very. Odd. Yeah, it's get an old lady to do it. Yeah. Why? Like, why did you need to put her in all that makeup and have her be it? Like, it's like it, when they made the Notebook. It was a different actress. It yeah. wasn't aged up Rachel McAdams and Asia Brian Gosling. It was a different actor yeah, and actress. If, if fucking James Garner put some fucking respect on James Garner's name. Right. And, and aged up. Was well, I forget that lady's name? Um. But, but you know, like, you didn't have to yeah, have it be Kate Blanchett, and then she barely moved her mouth when she talked. Well, because everything's shutting down. Okay, so stop fucking talking, lady. <laughs> Just die already. Just fucking die. It's Just a fucking hurricane. Read this book when I die. And then, boom, you're dead. You know, that's it. Then she can just read it, and it's fine. Yeah, it's... Uh, you're not going to get me. So I have, I have a list. Um... I didn't like the guy that played Odie. I think it was O.T. or whatever. I'm saying like the, the dog pygmy? from Garfield. The pygmy? The pygmy, yeah. He was whatever. Um, I didn't like Julia Ormond as Caroline. Um, I thought she was just kind of basic. You know, that... Anyone could have done it. Anyone could have done that yeah, role. When, and anybody I feel like would have given it a little oomph. Like it just didn't have... You know, she's getting all these lifelong bombs dropped on her and she's mm-hmm. just kind of not selling it that well. My actual pick is Jason Fleming as as Mr. as Benjamin's dad. That guy was just flatlined the entire movie. Gave that role absolutely zero gravitas at all. And yeah. every single one of his scenes, he is just so fucking mid in his delivery and his body language and his facial expression even when he's fucking dying even just, like when he was like even when he like sad that his wife died it was yeah. like and he's like like escaping with his baby like he gives it fucking nothing yeah and i'm just like but that's why he's in buttons <laughs> buttons buttons that's why there were nine swear i am trying i don't care I'm trying to get my point across. Don't interrupt me with your fucking dumbass fucking swerves. Um, that's why those scenes fail so hard for me is because he's just not exerting what it needs. Whereas at the very least for Kate Blanchett, when she is, her character goes through so many evolutions. Like when you talked about earlier, 
her being like the self-absorbed 23-year-old that just flap, 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 flap at the dinner and, you know, it's all in her world. I, I think that's a good, she does a really good job. And then in contrast, when she's older and taking care of Benjamin and she's so earnest and so caring and loving, she gives most of the time her character at that level the care that it needs or the attention that it needs. Everything old lady? No, I'm 100% with you. When it started, I was like, oh, oh no. Hmm. Also, I think maybe I'm just, I, I might be a little biased because she's fucking killer in Tar, so. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, so that that would be my pitch. We would go with Jason Fleming as opposed to Kate Blanchett. Did you have anybody else to, to nominate? No, because I was going to make it Kate Blanchett. But I think you're right, it is more the character. Yeah, it's it's definitely the character. You you made great points about that character, and when you said them, I knew that's where you were going with it. But you've I think you even phrased it as the character and not her initially, and I was like, Well, I can just call back to that if I need to. So mm-hmm. yeah, so it's a Jason Fleming as a as uh uh button. Oh, Alexander Desplat is the guy who does the music for this, which is surprising because he's normally does very good work. He's got two Academy Awards. He's normally the guy that does the stuff for um, Wes Anderson movies and whatnot, so mm-hmm. interesting. Um, another shout-out character actor I like, Elias Cotis, Cotis, however you say his name. He's a Casey Jones in, a, right. in a Turtles. He's great in the one scene that he has. Um, we already mentioned Mahershala Ali. Again, woefully underused here, but still very good. Um, Elle Fanning is a young Daisy. Shout out to Elle Fanning. Um, and there was somebody else I was going to call out. I don't remember who. We already talked about uh, Jared Harris a lot, so that, that's not it, but you know. Um, cool. What else? I think we covered everything. It would suck to do that. Like, it would suck to be, like, six and be, like, the fucking shriveled old-ass Oh, yeah, prune. yeah, absolutely. Because there's something sadder about, like, the end of your life being a baby. Like, it's essentially, for most people, unfortunately, it's essentially the same thing, right? Yeah. Like, by the time you get to that age, you're... We all end up in diapers. Yep. I mean, you need help. When I... If I end up in diapers, just fucking kill me. <laughs> I don't want to... No, I mean, I'm not changing them, so... Well, what? You wouldn't change my diapers? Absolutely not. Why? Chris. Is it because my shits are bad? Chris. Well, but they'll be better when I'm older, hopefully. Chris. I've been waiting <laughs> 16 years for your shits to get better. I almost added two really unnecessarily gross things. Yeah, please don't. <laughs> then I was like, nobody needs to hear yeah, this. Yeah, nobody needs to no, know. I don't want to hear it. Yeah. Let's not. Let's um, not go there, buddy. But no, I'm not changing your fucking diaper. You want your diaper changed? Go live in a assisted living place. That's so mean. Why? Are you going to change my diaper? If you'd want me to. I want you to change my diaper. Okay. All well, right. I love you. I love you too. Not enough, apparently. Apparently. That's so sad. Why? Because I'm more invested in this than you, you are. You are not. I, I don't think anyone... Who knows us would believe that fact. Uh, if and you would ask anybody who's more likely to change one another's diaper, they would say you would change mine. 
So you've already you've already cleaned up after me throwing up all over myself. Well, and, yeah, I'm I'm done. You know? <laughs> I've already done that. I am a very well put together adult who doesn't need someone to clean up after I puke everywhere and whatever. You don't know how to control yourself. It's something very mean, but I won't right now. <laughs> I'm still not going to change your fucking diaper, you <laughs> motherfucker. Um, yeah, okay. Fine. <laughs> what? Nothing. Does that upset you? A little bit. You're such a bad actor. No, I actually have to sneeze. <laughs> Bless you. And I was going to fuck you. <laughs> Woman, anything else on Benjamin Button? No, I'm good. I find it funny <laughs> that the three-hour movie were actually going <laughs> to would be a shorter episode. I mean, because there's not that much that we talked about. It dragged on for a lot of things. I don't, you know. Uh, but I liked some of the theming. I, I mean... Yeah, I, I don't know what else. This definitely, Fincher has never done, the closest thing I think Fincher has done to this would be Mank in terms of a bigger, more old Hollywood style movie. Mm. Um, and that that is without question my least favorite David Fincher movie. Um but yeah, it's just it, I really find it fascinating how my outlook on this movie change, has changed so drastically over the the course of I think that fifteen years. But I think what you said earlier is like as like the why it's like the hope, and I think maybe that's why you know the older we get, you know, the more cynical and and, and everything. I, I think that's probably it. You know? It has to be. Yeah, I, I feel like it has to be, but I'm usually a pretty hopeful and positive person for people who don't know me. So, yeah. But I, I find that that must, be, that must be the reason. Well, let's, uh, let's score them. The, just like Benjamin Button, this is ending on a real downer note. <laughs> so let's, 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 um, let's score it. Uh, I don't remember who initially nominated, so you can score first. Go ahead. Um, I'm gonna give it a seven. Yeah, so I, I wrote a score down after we watched the movie, and from the course of this, it's very rare that like you've impacted my scores. Normally, I'm able to like kind of talk you up or down on it because I'm so much better than you. But I like reading through my notes and seeing how little positive there was. And in talking it through with you, yeah, I think I'm also going to go with seven because I still think it is a a well put together package. I just think that a lot of the things about it are faulty, um, and it ultimately leads to it being, I, I think, overrated. Um, so I think seven is the appropriate level for it because. Uh, yeah, so I, I dropped it down from an eight to a seven, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a seven as well for the curious case of Benjamin Button. That's a shock to me, you know. I agree. I agree. Had had we recorded this, you know, when we first saw this movie, this would be high. Oh yeah, I probably would have been like a, a nine, a nine, or a nine ten, and yeah. a half. Yeah. Yeah, nine, nine and a half, easy, absolutely, absolutely. So, 
There were nine swerves Great. overall in the movie. Two of them were the same, but for two different people. Swerve, she's pregnant, and then swerve, she's pregnant. Cool. I'm just letting uh, you know. Something I forgot to mention uh, mm. that was very creepy. Uh, the, oh, date, yeah, yeah. the date we watched this, April 4th, was a date that was happening in the movie. What was the date for? Yeah, April 4th. How creepy the date's April 4th. This is April 4th. It was when he was born. Oh, great. So we watched this on Benjamin Button's birthday. I think so. Well, there you go. The triple B. All right, so pull up the random number generator, Samantha, because we are finally going back to the camp pick list. This movie will hopefully, we should be getting on a more normal schedule. We should be watching this movie the beginning of May. Okay. And I just pray to God that it is something that is not over like two hours and 30 minutes. Uh, one to 106 is what you're going to. Uh, one to 106, okay. Yep. Ready? Mm-hmm. Number six. Six. Okay. So, I'm glad, I'm glad we got this, because this is uh, an interesting case. Because of we Benjamin have, Button? No, the interesting case of Benjamin Button. So we have several movies on the camp pick list. Normally when we're nominating movies, it is just one movie, right? Mm. But there are movies on here that, since we initially nominated them, have a had sequels. Ah, interesting. We have to watch them both. But another layer to this oh. is that I don't know if th- this technically classifies or qualifies. Hmm. I think because of one throwaway line, it does. It's Jumanji. Oh. Which would be the original Robin Williams movie. But the two Kevin Hart, Rock, Jack Black follow-ups, in the spoiler alert, in the first one of those... They established that Alan Parrish was in that world. So do we just do all three? We have to. I, 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 that's what I would say. We have to. Yeah, so I'm just going to tell you what the, the movies are, just for the future, to make sure we're correct on it. So the Lego movie, obviously, there's two Lego movies. Um, Die Hard, I think I actually only own the first Die Hard. Well, then, then that's your problem. Uh, Beauty and the Beast, I think since we it was initially nominated, we have like the bullshit Christmas sequel. That they made, like they're, an they're, Christmas I or think whatever. We have two of them. Well, so yeah, two so there's sequels. that. Uh, twelve rounds. Thirteen rounds. <laughs> well, no, so it's like twelve rounds, like two or three, mm-hmm. but like they're totally different characters. Just the name of the movie and this, like the Marine movies. I think that has to count. Yeah. Uh, Halloween, because now there's like two movies called Halloween, and there's also everything in between. I think we only own the original Halloween and the newer. One that came out a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Godzilla. Now there's like three or four of those fucking movies and they have mm-hmm. King Kong in them. And then A Quiet Place. I think that's it. Um, so yeah, so we'll have our first our first series of the year. Well, Jumanji. Grease. We don't own Grease too. Oh. Yeah, well, I'm not a fucking animal. <laughs> I didn't know. Um, cool. Alright, so we'll be watching. And we've wanted to watch Jumanji with Jillian. So we can we watch. Yeah, so that's perfect. So we'll be watching Jumanji. I think she'll Jumanji, really Welcome enjoy to it. the Jungle, and Jumanji, The Next Level, which we've not seen. We haven't seen that one yet. We've not seen that one. Uh, so we'll be watching that. Uh, it's great. So I was like, I don't want to have us have to deal with like a two and a half hour movie. So let's do three movies instead. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, that'll be coming up at the beginning of May. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Mary's Movies. I almost said Podswoggle. Check us out on arcadeaudio.net along with our other podcasts and our network of shows. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Patreon.com slash arcadeaudio for bonus content. 
Facebook.com slash MarriedMovies, at MarriedWMovies on Twitter, MarriedMovies at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of the show. For me, at your host, Mall38 on Instagram. For you, at Jam with your Sam. You can also check out my retro wrestling diary, arcadeaudio.net slash podwoggle, where I am so close to being done with 1997. This week is, uh, I'm in November of 1997, so I have uh, three shows to go. And that show is World War III, 1997. I watched most of it in a hotel room in uh, when I was on uh, a work trip, and it was maybe the most boring show I've seen. So I was like, <laughs> great, I'm sitting here in a fucking hotel room by myself in another town watching this boring-ass show. So. Cool. Yep, that's, that's my life. You really won't fucking change my diapers. No. That's you could say that you would all you want, but we know you would not. If you, I would do anything for you. You're such a fucking liar. What, such a what liar. would I not do for you? Several things. But I won't do that. No, I won't do that. I won't do anything but anything you've been dreaming of. Oh, I just won't do that. Keep going. <laughs> for mullet. This is mullet. Signing up for the next episode of Merry Movies. We'll catch you next time on the couch. Slash the movies. Like, well, I got to end the show so I don't have to sing Meatloaf anymore. No, I was going to let you Happily. go. I put that at the end of the show. <laughs> remember, when was it? Uh, number one. Remember when mom said she had never heard a Meatloaf song? <laughs> and, number, <laughs> and number two, when I was like so like, what? And I nearly put that song on. It was like a different version I'd heard before, and it was like a six-minute intro because it's Meatloaf. He was just drunk and fat. Rest in peace, Meatloaf. You kind of an asshole. You died of COVID because you were like, I'm not taking a shot. You're Meatloaf. You have a bunch of diseases. <laughs> right, so... Exactly. Meatloaf. Meatloaf Barry Window. <laughs> Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at ArcadeAudio.net.